With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Valverde. Season preparation today. It's all about that individual day. Uh, a lot of good morsels of information we're going to give to you. As usual, I've got Stag Party across from me. Uh, I am D Rex. We are Pyromaniac.com. Our boy Houdini is still out on his honeymoon. God bless him. He comes back this week. Uh, what's going on, Stag Party? You fired up to uh, talk fantasy football? The training camps have started. What's uh, what's on your mind? I'm just jealous of Houdini's second honeymoon. I mean, it must be nice to be on two different vacations in the span of, what, ten days? Guy's got the, got, got the life uh, we all dream of. He's <laughs> going to come back and ha- have a, a real crowded inbox. Yeah, he's going to... He's gonna be like golden brown, and that and that's crazy for a Houdini. <laughs> I saw. I've been following. Obviously, they're posting pictures like crazy on Facebook, and he's having the time of his life. Um, we've been texting him a little bit here and there, just trying to keep the uh, pyro engine running. And he's basically like, "International rates on text. Keep me off these." Unsubscribe. No. Unsubscribe. <laughs> Not till I get back. This is my time. It's like I'm sorry, bro. We were the 13th overall expert in fantasy pros draft rankings. I thought it was very important to share it with you, but nah. But nah. Yeah, I think that's important. I just want to mention. Basically, um, each season before draft start, we submit to fantasy pros. And before them, uh, they've been doing I think for the last two, maybe three years. Before that, it was the fantasy football librarian. Uh, where we pr- we deliver our preseason rankings, and 
basically out of how many different sites? 141 different experts. 141 so. experts. Pyromaniac, your boys here coming at you. Our pre-draft rankings, 13th. We were uh, number two. We were finished second overall at the running back position. And uh, But yeah, 13th overall out of experts. And I think... In all honesty, we love we, we love the community. We're embracing the community. We love them all. But the only big name guy that we really think is our is, is a big hot shot, uh, Clay. He's the only big name guy that finished ahead of us. Yeah, I mean, depending on you know, everybody has their yeah. guy uh, from different sites and stuff. But of the large, you know, sort of conglomerates, I guess Mike Clay was the man to beat that we didn't topple. We will do so this year, and uh, basically we audit our stuff, and we look, and we're going to definitely figure out where we made uh, some some bad choices, and uh, we're going to right that wrong, and we're going to finish next year number one, but very proud of all the teams. That's our collective tiers, and um, finishing 13 is something to, be, uh, something to be said about that, so um, if you want p- p- player rankings and stuff, we're pretty good at it. Preseason and offseason. So, you know, let's just get into the show a bit. We'll talk intermittently probably about some training camp stuff or just football news in general just because now players are on the field. They're practicing. Certain guys are already in concussion protocol. You're hearing about guys getting carted off. Surgeries are already being scheduled. Um, And it's just that time where the guys are actually playing. They're 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 not fully padded, but... Football season is, what'd you say, 35? 38 days away, I think. 38 days away. And Good we got God. the Hall of Fame game this Sunday. So, yes. So it's only, what, six days away as of Monday. Crazy, crazy, crazy. So exciting time, fantasy football season. For a lot of you that have listened to us year-round, you know that we do this podcast a week after the Super Bowl. There's no off-season for us, and there shouldn't be for you if you uh, have high expectations for you and your fantasy football team. But... In all honesty, now is the hottest point of the season. It's August. Football is starting up. Uh, so let's join us on this journey. And again, if you're listening to this show and you haven't listened to the previous show, uh, number 234, I suggest you pause and maybe go back and listen to that show, um, which talks, or just listen to this one and then go back and t- get a better uh, idea of what you should be doing up between now, well, the end of the uh, Super Bowl, but and to draft day, I think we did a great show uh, last week on that stuff. So, first thing I want to do, and we drive this home all the time, but on draft day, the only thing I'm walking into that draft with, other than some brews, um, maybe some wacky tobacco, maybe, you know, the trophy, just so I can sit it right next to me uh, and let people know who the champion is. I, I'm a big fan of bringing that thing. Make sure whoever want, wins it brings the hardware to the draft and shows people why you're there and who's who's the champion and, and who's the big dick at the moment. But really all I bring in is my tears. Uh, it's a tear sheet. We drive this home again and again and again. We do all the work leading up to the draft, and you're bringing in an 11 by 17. If you don't have an 11 by 17 printer, which no one does, uh, go to uh, Kinko's and print it out there. You can take your notes. You can be crossing guys off, circling yours on, a, on the right side of the page. You can be writing in your team. And that is all you need to do is do the preparation leading up to your draft and bring in, walking into that draft day, 
I've got my cheer sheet. Don't leave it on the table when you go to hang out or go to take a bathroom. Make sure that thing is on your person all friggin' day. But tears, that's all you need to do. Do the preparation, fill out your tears. Gives you the bird's eye view for quarterback, running back, wide receiver, tight end, kicker, defense. If you got other special kind of rules like a flex, you can break that out. We do a rookie league that I've talked about before, so I have a, a row that's just the rookies, and it is the best way without question. And uh, we talk about it many times. I'm actually going to be releasing probably next week an individual tiers piece. Um, and there's old videos that me and Dog have done, and I'll probably update a video too, maybe a stag party. But anything else you want to, we don't need to go at, at nauseum about tears, but I think draft day, it's got to start there. That's what you're bringing, that's what you're drafting off of. Don't be bring, go, looking at a magazine and player rankings or top 200 lists, or don't be using any other tools and some of the other things we'll talk about deeper in this show. I mean, there's just so much different things you can do with tears. And although it might not be the only thing I bring, because sometimes I'm bringing my computer just in case, uh, you know, because sometimes, hey, if the draft board, you know, if there isn't a draft kit or whatever they go by these days set up on the wall, I need an Excel spreadsheet to enter in everybody else's picks, color code them, and then that way I know if this guy's got a quarterback or he doesn't, and then I can wait. Uh, so, uh, you know, so on and so forth. I'm like, for sure bringing my computer. I follow the draft board on that, so sorry to make it sound like literally the only thing, but the only thing I'm drafting off of, I'm putting my entries and I'm following the draft board and seeing what other teams have. So yes, I definitely got my computer on me, but really it's just to put in and make my picks and to know what, who, where other people got, view the grids of teams that have been constructed, the whole draft board as it goes and the snake, so yeah, sorry to interrupt you, but yeah, I definitely have my computer on me. I mean, and there's just... Always. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're robots here at Fire Up. Uh, but yeah, you can just do so many different things with that you know, computer. It gives you so many different options. I mean, I'm not a type to sit there and look up somebody's stats from last year you know, and make the decision then while I'm on the clock, but I'm definitely using sort of my computer to the fullest of its advantages. Uh, well, just other tools you can use, you know, it sort of all just depends on the setup. Do you have, do you use, do you print out tiers and go by a printout, or do you use your spreadsheet in your computer of your tiers? Uh, it depends. So, it depends on where the draft is. Okay, so getting into just crazy things, you know, I scout my draft locations, so if it's at a buddy's house, I, you know, I've already asked for their Wi-Fi password, um, put it in my phone, you know, taking a picture, yada 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 stuff like that, because then, you know, if he's being a stickler about, you know, sharing his Wi-Fi password. I've already got it, you know. Nice. And then if you're going out to say a bar, you know, I'll at least look up on the website. It's like, hey, these guys have Wi-Fi, you know. You know, our draft kit doesn't require Wi-Fi, but, you know, Wi-Fi is a cool thing to have. You can, you know, use some other different tools, you know, while you're drafting. Um, and mostly just put up fake web pages for everybody else to look at. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I sort of scout the locations. And if you're hosting the draft, like, Wi-Fi is required. And you have to share your Wi-Fi password. Yeah. And... You might not have to provide the beer, but just make sure everybody knows you're either providing 
or it's BYOB. Uh, let them know if there's food before or after, and or if you're gonna do take a break in the eighth round to uh, do food, whatever it may be. Um, you know, I think there is a whole different emphasis on being able to host the draft party and things you must do, or be a participant in a live draft. Um, you know, a live in-person draft. Well, I think one of the things, and a lot, I've got a lot of points on what you, you, you had you mentioned about the location or whatever. But one of the first ones that I'm going to mention here that kind of piggybacks you is preparation. Be, H. I, I am. I, yeah. Well, hopefully not. Hopefully you don't have a, a Cheerio on your butthole. But if you do, preparation H is a good time. Um, show up early. You know, the worst thing you can do on draft day is. Be the last guy, be stuck in traffic, running late, everyone's at the draft, everyone's yelling at you, your text is blowing up, you've got, you know, you've got your phone calls, where the hell are you? And there's just a state of zen and a state of mind that you need to be in on draft day. And if you're not showing up early, like you said, case in the place early, get your spot. I mean, it is so friggin' important to be in that draft room and know where everyone is. If you're the last guy to show up, you're sitting on the floor. I told you before, I have allergies. Stags, you've been an allergy mess today. Like, if the guy's got cats and I'm sitting on the floor, instantaneously it's going to be the worst draft. I'm going to be thinking about how allergic I am to the cats and all that shit. Get there early. Set up a great spot. Have your throne. Have your desk. Have a spot or some sort of notepad that you can do your tears on if you're doing them through your sheet. Where's your computer? Where's your plug-in so that your computer doesn't run out of juice is the most important time. We all know, dude, these drafts can go, some of my drafts are 24 rounds. They literally go eight hours. So I love it because I'm having a good time and I get to see some of my buddies that really I only see a couple times a year, maybe one or two games that we go to or watch at a bar. But really a draft is some of my oldest school buddies is really the only time I get to hang out with them. But preparation, getting there early, setting up your situation, having a good spot. If you're the last one there, I promise you, you're going to be on an uncomfortable chair. You're not going to have a desk. You're not going to be able to put all your stuff and you're going to feel uncomfortable. And I'm going to tell you right now. Preparation in general just helps you be comfortable. And all you need to be, all your mind needs to be focused on the, what the best player you can be drafting when you're on the clock, not all the peripheral sideshow BS that comes if you're the last guy there. And the most important part is drafting Aaron Rodgers very early because his brother just won the Bachelorette. Uh, but <laughs> he won? Yeah, but getting back to the shit that really matters. There's just so many different ways and aspects of things you could do in the draft and you know just you know planning ahead is great getting there early is great being the guy who's feeding your friend shots early in the day is great getting them real drunk the night before is a good time Uh, especially when you order shots uh, and mix them you know you never mix the dark and the clear, you know. That doesn't apply on the day before the draft. Like, pull out all the dirty secrets you got. And I got a lot of them. No, I, I agree. I think because of the reason I just said, like, you get a couple guys that are coming in town. Like, one of my buddies, Hosser, uh, comes in from Florida. Another friend sometimes comes in from L.A. And when these guys come in... You know, it's a party for them. So you're like psyched and you get there early and it turns into a fiesta forever, a little too early. And the one thing I will fiesta, say... Fiesta, fiesta. Get people drunk the night before. Have a good time during the draft. 
But honestly, for the reason I said a minute ago, these drafts go super long. If you're getting two shit can leading up to a draft, by the time it's hour seven and you still got seven rounds to go and you're fucking three sheets to the wind, it's not a good time for your team. Now, tears help that, but still, you have to be on the ball. You have to be prepared. If you're, if you're prepared so much that you in the muscle memory stuff that we talked about on previous shows, if you're that great, then amen. Do You do you. If you're Frank Sinatra and you can hang out with the Rat Pack and still get shit done and still come grab a hot piece of ass and still knock it out of the park, amen, do it. But uh, what I always suggest is not even having my first beer on draft day till the draft starts. I show up early, I'm sitting around, and I will not take a sip of beer until the draft, bing, because you know what happens? And it happens, it's Murphy's Law, yeah, Murphy's Law for sure. All of a sudden, CBS Sports is down, and the draft room isn't working, and it's fanball or a real-time sports, and that all of a sudden adds another hour on from when the draft's supposed to start, and if you drink what you thought was going to be an hour before the draft, now you've been drinking for two and a half hours, so literally until the draft starts I'm, and the clock's running and the first pick to make, I'm not having my first beer. Now... I'm not holding back after that. I, I like to have fun. I like to be as wasted as anybody at the draft. I prep I prep for this show and for our site and for my own teams hard enough off-season that I can do that. When you talk to a lot of people in your league, you know this. Everyone's like, oh, I haven't studied, dude. I just started looking. I bought my, my magazine two days ago. So uh, just be smart about the drinking. Don't send the shots, get the other people fired up and get the other people saucy, but be smart. Um, you don't win any. Last time I checked, unless you're, you're in a league where you get points for drinking the most beers during the draft and you can get paid out for that, you're in some weird rules league, I don't think anybody's in that league, uh, then I would just be smart about how much you're boozing. I mean, there is cool things you can do. You can have awards for draft day. And one of those might be get the guy who gets most sloshed. Um, you know, the guy who drafts an injured player in the third round. The, you know, the guy who might draft the Stevie Johnson meniscus tear when he could be out for the season. Uh, you know, there's just so many different little awards and things you could do on draft day to make it more fun for people in your league as the commissioner. Or just, hey, I don't care. Like, if my commissioner didn't set anything up. But, you know, we're all sitting around having a good time. It's like, hey, D-Bag wins the award for, uh, you know, whatever. Whatever he did. Worst you know. commissioner of all time. You know, bringing it, you know, drafting a kicker in the fifth round. Uh, to, on that end, do you remember when we did that ESPN thing and we met those, those one fi- those firemen? Remember that when we went over in Hammond? Yeah. So these guys, we met the we met this crew of nut jobs. These guys were friggin' hilarious. There was three firemen. I forget what town they were from, but somewhere in the southwest. Oh, I uh, do know this town because I go there and get fucked up for St. Patrick's Day. Yeah. So it, this guy, these guys were hilarious. So ESPN uh, out at the uh, Horseshoe Casino does a big draft, and uh, you know Ditka shows up, and big name guys are there. Like Barry was there this year or that year that we did it. This is probably. 2011 or something that this happened, maybe 10. It was a long time ago. But we met these guys and befriended them, and they were telling us about their league uh, on draft day. It's a huge part of it. Basically, these dudes don't have a draft board, and you cannot look at the. There's one person that has um, 
access to all the picks and he's not in the league, you can't know who's been picked or who has been picked. So basically, and everyone's just getting shit-faced during this draft. So you can't know who's been gone. You you basically are drafting your team while like doing keg stands and taking they're handing around a bottle of Jack and you're just getting wasted. Here's the caveat. If you draft a guy that's already been drafted, they gave you a um, they tased you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so you do. you sit there in the sixth round, everyone's wasted, and you're like, uh, I'll take uh, I'll take uh, I'll take uh, Eddie, uh, Kevin White. Dude, Kevin White's already been drafted. So now that that guy that just dra- drafted a guy that was already drafted, there's no way he can know. You've got to do it from memory because there's only one dude in the room that's got at, at main access. So that dude now gets tased. And yeah. basically, at the long and short of it, these guys told us about the draft, and I was like, can I get video of this? Like, I ran the site, and I was like, this was the most viral content I could have ever gotten in my life. And you remember what happened, right? The year that we, they basically. Oh, they drafted a bar. They drafted a bar and the bar burnt down. (laughs) (laughs) These guys were firemen. And they were tasing people. Something like that. Oh my God, I love uh, those guys. They were probably the most hilarious fantasy footballers I've ever met. But also. Burned down the bar they did at their draft. The loser (laughs) of their league gets branded. Remember that aspect? Um, oh, so crazy. These guys I mean, were nuts. Firemen, oh my god. Yeah, it was like Forest Park. But I remember all of a sudden, like two weeks later, reading about the place they told us they were having their draft, that they had their draft. And it was like I sent it around to everyone. I was like, Forest, oh, famous Forest Park bar burns down. Oh, we were dying. Those guys <laughs> were great. So I tried to reach out to them, but that. After that thing burned out, they kind of cut ties with Pyro. Like, I actually saw them at St. Patrick's Day like a year later. I believe They're it. They're like, hey, I remember you. And I'm like, I remember you too. Did you get branded last year? And the guy's like, yup. And I'm like, oh, you guys are fucking insane. Uh, <laughs> crazy, crazy times. Well, we'll go on, but I remember asking them like, so how many times do does the taser get out? He's like, oh, about, about the middle of the round, probably two two times per round. I mean, Shit. literally, people are getting tased. Two people around are getting tased, and you're so wasted. You have to be drinking your face off. But you can't say I'm staying sober on this one because it's just not part of the league. They'll <laughs> kick your ass out. Love those guys. So but, uh, do that. That's a great thing you should do on draft day. Uh, I'm going to disagree a little <laughs> bit there. But they did have one good part that's great, is having uh, sort of an impartial party help do the draft board. Yeah. You know, whatever it is, that always helps so much. Because yeah. everybody's focused on their own team, including the commissioner, who, you know, has to organize or whatever, but he's also, you know, running up there and putting the things on the dashboard, uh, or the draft board, draft dashboard too, yeah. I guess it could be. But he's just doing it, throwing it up there, and then he's got to run back because he's next on the clock, and then you guys are, you know, if he doesn't make his pick in a minute, you get to skip him because it's a live draft, you're doing it like, you know, Chicago screwed over Baltimore a couple years ago in the yeah. NFL draft. Um uh, it is good to have that guy, and he'll, he can get grabbing beers, he's making cocktails, and we used to have one of that in my old league, but the guy ended up moving down to North, uh, Easy E, moved down to North Carolina with his uh, fiance, uh, but it was awesome, he's like, can I get you a beer? I'm like, yeah, you're basically just sitting back, you got a concierge, <laughs> um, which is, I think, a good segue for, for, for another thought I have on this, and basically, it goes back to some of the things you were talking about earlier. If you're doing the draft 
at your house or not at your house, doesn't matter, at a bar, don't be the caterer. Don't be the guy that's grilling for everyone. Don't be the guy, don't be the dude that's, I mean, it sounds selfish, but it is selfish. And you got to be selfish on draft day. Don't be the guy that goes and picks up, you know, six large pizzas out of your way before the draft and maybe it screws something up. Like, I like scoring some karma points and I'll bring that up as a point a little bit later. There's other ways to do it, but... There's, no, there's never been a guy that being the caterer and barbecuing for everyone or doing, doing, bringing dishes and like helping out in that aspect for the rest of your league. It's nice. It's fun. It's, it's a family environment. But be Machiavellian. Just be like, you know what? Get your own food. Go come there with a full stomach. Get, drink a lot of water. Be prepared. But don't be the caterer for the event. Yeah, I mean... I can see how that can suck, but, you know, it just depends how you organize it. I think depending on how prepared you are before, you can get past that. But I think if you're you're the person hosting, you're the commissioner, you're the guy who's the youngest to have a house uh, of your own or whatever it may be, you know, you could... You can get some stuff done. You can grease the wheels by buying the pizza, by buying the booze. Be like, hey, uh... You know, slide me a, you know something under the table a little later, you know, in a trade maybe. You know, you can grease the wheels in different ways. Uh, there's just, I mean, I can see ne- good things never happening out of that. But I think if you're the commissioner, you have to also make sure all that stuff is set up ahead of time. So you have to have the food set up, and you have everybody has to at least know what your plans are there. Like, if you're going to a bar, it's like, all right, guys, get get there at noon to eat because the draft starts at 1, you know. Just have some sort of day of action plan set up so you're, you know, everybody else in the league can sort of focus on, you know, having a couple of cocktails after they're ready to go, after the draft's already started, you know. If you're the adventurous type before the draft started, but, you know, just make sure everybody knows the landscape. I come already eaten, not right before I get there. I've eaten a couple hours before, so I'm not lethargic and like rolling in. And I just ate a huge friggin' Italian sub and chips and soda, and I'm like burping. I I, I am all about literally on draft on draft day. It's like I am regimented, and a lot of things in life I'm not. <laughs> uh, but on draft day, I really try and wake up, keep myself watered down, eat a good breakfast. Go um, eat eat well before the draft. There's food afterwards, and the draft's humming, and I get you know the munchies or some shit later. And there's a, a, a party pan of wings from Buffalo Joe's. I'll dabble in and jump in in later teen rounds, but usually I won't. I'm like I'll drink beers, but I'm not eating during a draft. I'm coming prepared. My stomach's full. I'm not worried about eating. I can I can eat when I'm done when I'm done with the draft. Uh, I know that's hard for some people to do, but I just think it's a smart um, mode of operation to just not be like, oh, what are we doing for food? And I even know people that are in my league that are all of a sudden like they're starving or they're in the kitchen eating the whole time. So, dude, you're on the clock. And it's just like, it's it, 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 it's not a good look. Yeah, but there's just so many different ways to go about it. I mean, as the commissioner, though, tell everybody what the plan is. That's all I ask. Don't just feel like, yeah, draft starts at one. You know, that, that's it. You know, but 
just sort of give more information that you don't think is necessary. But it's like, hey, if you want to eat, we'll eat. Uh, the bar starts serving food at noon. We'll be drafting at one. Um, everything else sort of will we'll sort of free flow. And then it's like, all right, cool. It's like, do they have the bar has Wi-Fi? The bar, you know, only serves IPAs. So get your drinking pants on. Um, you know, whatever it may be, just give more information if you're the, you know, uh, the commissioner, and then sort of allow everybody else to do their own thing. If you want to eat beforehand, if you want to eat, you know, right beforehand, if you want to be the guy who's, you know, super stuffed that he can't even move out of his seat from drinking beer, great. If you want to be the guy who's, you know, lean and nimble and able to move around, you know, run to the bathroom real quick because, you know, you've got 10 picks before you, great. Um, know if there's a live draft board or if it's hosted online. All these things, you know, could just help you so much. Nice. Well, we got plenty of other bullet points to talk about, but we'll get to those right after this. Awesome. Well, one of the things that uh, Pyromaniac Mo likes to do is uh, promote uh, League Safe. Um, and that's basically a product where, for commissioners, as Stag was just talking about, you know, there's always the guy that doesn't pay. It's always hard for everyone to come up and figure out you've won the championship. Now it's like two months after the, the final game and you're still trying to track down money. Why don't you go over to LeagueSafe.com and you can give them all of your money. They'll hold the money. They'll help you uh, with any kind of league disputes. I'm pretty sure they give you other kind of offerings as well. But if you want to do that, you want to get $10 off of your um, entry uh, for, for using their service, you can add Pyro. Um, there's a promo code, Pyro. Add that in there. But check out LeagueSafe.com. For those of you that are in leagues that have a bunch of delinquents, check out some of their services. Uh, Pyro Mo loves those guys, and uh, he's had them on the Pyro Podcast Light a few times. So give them a check out. I'll do a Pyro promo myself right now, and let's talk about version 5 of the Pyro Fantasy Football Draft Kit for 2016. And uh, I think just in general, there's no better, if you're not doing tiers and you're not preparing yourself in that regard leading into your draft day, pick up our tier, uh, our draft kit. Uh, it's 20 bucks. We're gonna, we just released version 5 last week. Uh, we're going to be ver- uh, offering two more versions of the draft kit and updates in August. You will automatically get those sent to your inbox. One of the things that we're offering for, for August and up until uh, the season starts is a money-back guarantee. So if you pay your $20 for your draft kit, you look through it, and you don't like it, let us know. We'll refund you your money. What else can you ask for? We're going to give you, and you obviously get to keep the document as well. Uh, I just, we have so much confidence in these 22 tabs of just dominating mass destruction on the rest of your league that um, we just are willing to give a money back guarantee on it. So, Stags, give me a, give me a couple thoughts for your, you know, you, no one puts more time and energy and mind share into that draft kit than you. Is there any quick, quick kind of uh, bullets that you want to put out there for our listeners on why they, they should pick up that draft kit? I mean, it sort of just gives you all the information you need looking into the season, um, looking towards next season, looking back at last season. Just sort of a recap of everything you may have missed. Uh, 
And then, you know, most importantly, you can go to the tiers page, look at all our tiers, and use them to sculpt your own. Sculpt them for your league rules, whatever they may be. If you get bonuses, you know, move up those, you know, passers rather than those running quarterbacks. Sculpt them to just where they're a weapon of your own mass destruction and, you know, throw the bomb. And the beautiful thing about the tiers document uh, tab, which is one of 22 tabs, is we have our individual tiers, me, Mo, Pyromaniac Mo, Houdini, and Stag Party. Then we have our consensus. So we have those alone. So you can look at them alone. Then we have them side by side by position, quarterback, running back, wide receiver, tight end. And then in that far right, we have the consensus that adds them all together and gives the averages of uh, the four of our uh, tiers. And then there's actually the far right is where you can put your own tiers. So you just have all these players and you can kind of sit there while looking at our advice and you can create your own version. That's one tab. The, the strength of schedule tab is ridiculous. Find out what kind of strength of schedule uh, the quarterback for the Cowboys have. Well, let me tell you, Romo's got the easiest strength of schedule. You want to know what else? One who's got the toughest strength of schedule is uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers and um, James Winston. And just things like that where if you're on the fence and you're trying to work out your tiers or you're in a draft and you're like, God, these guys are so freaking close. You can go to that strength schedule and be like, damn, this guy's got a tough schedule this year against defenses uh, for running backs. Uh, that's another one, our, our player rankings. we got PPR rankings. Anyway, pick it up. It's ridiculous. So many people have been buying them. So do us a favor and – actually, do yourself a favor and pick up a draft kit today and you will not regret it. The thing is as detailed as you could possibly imagine. All right. Um, I think one of the things that you put in your notes, Stags, and I'll let you kind of go into it, and I think it's a good idea, is like when you're not on the clock, but you're the draft's coming back towards you, it's very it's a smart idea to be prepared with a few players. Have a few guys ready in your mind that, that you say, if this guy makes it, or if all these guys make it, these, this is the landscape. These are the players that I'm interested in right now. And there's many reasons, and I'll let you go into it, and then I'll kind of give my points to them as well. So it's always important, you know, especially in if you're not in a live draft room, if you're drafting on a you know application where you have 30 seconds, a minute, a minute 30, two minutes, whatever the denomination may be, to just have a couple guys lined up. Because... You know, if you're just looking at the queue, you know, whatever, you're looking at the rankings for whatever site it may be, just knowing that, uh, you know, these these next three guys are the top three on their rankings means, like, hey, if somebody doesn't happen to get a pick in, that means this guy's getting plucked real quick just because he's at the top of their draft board. And just having a couple guys, and once you think about the guys, it's a pretty good chance that everybody else in your league is thinking about one or two of those guys. So in the end, it, it usually works itself out to, you know, okay, I'm left with this guy, this guy's the pick. Or if you have all three, you've sort of talked it through in your head that you've ranked them, I take this guy over this guy over this guy, you know, or it's already set up in your tiers if you're set up at one position. But uh, it just gives you the option to be fluid and make picks quickly. You know, one, if you can make a pick quickly, you know who you want, get up there and make the fucking pick. Don't don't sit back, wait, you know, scratch your head, then your dick uh, in order to make a pick. It's, it's unnecessary and 
Yeah. You're going to have plenty of fun after the draft's over as well. So why not get get to playing bags, get to playing cornhole, get to playing Polish golf or you know frisbee, beer frisbee, whatever you guys call it. Uh, there's so many you know different backyard games you can play. Beer pong, flippy cup. <laughs> yeah, I mean just just get to that shit with your buds. I mean you don't have to sit there and you know tease for 45 seconds when you know what you want. I agree with that. The one thing that I will say is when you are in a serpentine draft and you're on one of the corners, do yourself a favor. Use that first time, all of it allotted, on your first pick. What I have seen people make a mistake of, when you got back-to-back picks and you're like, you know your first guy? And you're like, oh yeah, he's here. That's the guy that got there. And you make a quick pick on that and then you don't already, you haven't already thought through who your second pick is. Be sure not to be that guy where you're like, oh my god, he made it to me and I draft him. If you don't know who your second pick is, because you can use all that time to not know who you're going to take with your first one, but you can be preparing your mind on who that next pick is and using that extra minute or two or five minutes to figure out your next pick. So I totally agree with you. If you know who your guys, draft them, get on. Don't be the guy that takes the longest to draft, but don't make the mistake that if you're on the ends, um, at the at the one spot, or if you're in twelve man league, you got the twelve and thirteen pick back to back. That uh, just don't blow your nut and grab the one guy, and then you're like, oh shit, who am I going to get now? And you're on the clock. So something just to consider about there. But I uh, I agree. And the one thing I like about what you had mentioned uh, when we were doing our pre-show and talking about this bullet is like having knowing the three guys or having a ro- a handful of guys up your sleeve. It relieves and, and, and removes the panic. There's no way you're going to panic if, if, if you're sitting there and you're going to be bummed out. You know how it happens in these drafts. The one guy comes all the – how many in the in this fishbowl and in that uh, Data Force charity league that we did last week, how many times was it like finally comes back like, oh, my God, we're going to get him. And then the pick right for us, Dante Moncrief gets picked. And we're like, oh, fuck's sake. How can you go – Literally, he just went 16 picks there, and then all of a sudden now he just went one before us. That's human nature. That's the nature of fantasy football. So um, just be prepared. Have guys up your sleeve. Have, have backup fallback plans because it relieves the stress. There's no panic attacks. It is, it is just smart preparation, uh, and it's just going to help your team. So, so in addition to bringing your tears... You know, make sure you're bringing the accompanying things along with that. Whatever it may be. Bring a, bring pens, bring pencils, whatever you want to use. Bring highlighters if you want to go two different colors. Or if you want to X out guys with the pen and highlight your guys. If you want to use two different colors, you know, whatever it may be if you're using a sheet of paper. You know, bring a magazine. Um, I, like to bring, I like to bring Ambien. If you don't and I drop it into people's drinks. Especially if you don't have a clipboard. Like, bring a magazine. Bring two magazines. One of a site that you absolutely can't stand the rankings. And then when somebody's like, hey, can I see that? Make sure to slip them the bad magazine. Um, you know, I play fucking dirty. Like, <laughs> I've got fake tears up on my screen sometimes. I've got, you know, fake words. <laughs> You know, just things that I've made just up there for the draft. You know, just just straight up false information. 
I like to bring pop brownies and you get the couple, you get the couple of snackers that are done and you get them all geese out or hot box the room. <laughs> you know, knowing you got some lightweights and you just kind of like start puffing up and throwing throwing your uh, your medicinal marijuana in the room so everyone's getting contact high and they're all they're all hot boxed out. Sort of all great moves. Yeah, and then you know on the back of your tier sheet. Have your sort of roster already set out so you can make that look easy. So if you go 16 rounds, you know, write in those 16 rounds. Then next to that, have your starting slots and then your bench slots. Very smart. You know, that's something definitely to do. On that on my tier sheet, or if you're on using your tier sheet on your computer, or if you got a Word document, however you, or just another piece of paper, be writing down your team, have all the slots you want to do, know your starters, have your bench, so you can like sit there and you can be, oh man, we got I've only got three slots left to fill, and I only have four running backs right now, and I've already got some of my other positions. I I need to be filling my running backs, and that's something that. I think is very important with the system you use, the website you use. There's two ways to look at it. You can view a draft and you can see the actual serpentine draft of it. You can see a grid of the graph, that, which is uh, which is more of just a list of the, the draft itself. So it's a running list. You can see uh, the teams that have actually been drafted. So you can check out yours and be toggling between all of these and be smart about it. You know, so you gotta know when you're in your draft position, if you're on the, if you've got a couple guys that you covet right there and you know they're coming up and you think you've got both of them, you've gotta be smart enough to look at what the guys after you and then subsequently when it comes back around are before you, what do these guys already have on their team? What don't they need? Doesn't it's it's not you know, it's not fail safe that if a guy has already drafted a tight end early, that he's not going to take a tight end in the middle rounds. But if you're thinking tight end and you're sitting and these guys, uh, the guys after you don't have any tight ends, or you're thinking about trying to go for your fourth or fifth wide receiver, hey, you might want to take that tight end because the odds are, or not the odds are, but the possibilities could be that these people after you do want and need a tight end as well. So just be smart and know what the other teams have on them, what the other teams need, because that should not drive what you want to do. It shouldn't be the, the driving force. You've got to draft your team, take the best talent at every pick that you can. But sometimes, and think about how many times, think about how many times we were drafting and even on the, the mock draft that I did with Mo on the Pyro Podcast Life, there was times where we were like, ah, we can wait on this guy. We like him, we covet it, we're willing to jump early on, but we can wait on him. And literally two rounds later, he's still around and we're able to get him. That's just smart. That's kind of just knowing these other teams didn't need a running back. So we didn't need to draft Matt Jones. We were able to wait two rounds because all the teams between us were just stacked at running back. So I think it's really smart. Know your team, know what you want to do, but also be very aware of your surroundings. Yeah, and that's just something, you know, depending on what you're doing, you know, what, you know, of course, what's there for you. If it's just calling out picks to the what guy and you've got nothing, you should be writing along the draft or typing along with the draft, you know, knowing color coding in an Excel sheet, you know, what everybody's taking and that way you know when to run or when to walk, you know, whatever you want to do. It just gives you so many different options of, 
um, how to best approach it. And, you know, there's just so many different ways to do draft day, but I can't recommend just live drafting with your buddies enough. It's like one of the greatest days of the year, you know, and there's typically, I mean, first you got to get everybody together. And that's, that's a problem in its own right. I don't have any tips for that. But there's just so many things you can do with the live draft. Um, I mean, you could do it in different locations. You could do it at bars. What about a penalty? If you don't, if you don't, if you can't show up, you get a penalty. It's kind of mean, mean to do for a guy that doesn't have the money that lives out of town. But basically, incentivize them. Like you get penalized. I don't like penalties. I mean, everybody on draft day should have an equal playing field. So it's like. Oh man, no, if I didn't have that penalty, I would have won the league. And I have to hear about that shit for the rest of my life. But it's more about, it's not that way. It's penalty, it's financial penalty. So we can't afford to come anyway, so you're just going <laughs> to kind you of a cocksucker. Can't, can't come and he still gets charged for not coming. I mean, you can do it at the table. All right, bar. all right. Well, I, I, I've, got, I've got a couple buddies that don't come to the draft, but it's because they're like, Taking trips to, you know, like, uh, Teddy Stegman always rips on our boy, uh, listener, Fobbs, because he's like, what? I can't hear, I can't wait to hear where you're going to be drafting from this year, buddy, because he's always on, you know, it's like Labor Day weekend, and Rob's like, I'm going to Monte Carlo, you <laughs> douchebag. Um, but, but yeah, awesome. just back to the live draft, I mean, you can hire, you can hire, uh, Hire a stripper to do the draft board for you. You can do it at the titty bar and get your buffet in early. You can do it, you know, at the beach. You know, set up a draft board at the beach. You can do it on a rooftop deck. You can do it at the pool. You know, whatever whatever you want to do, just make it fun, make it enjoyable, and, you know, enjoy the draft, and then get to work on, on the draft immediately after. You know, after you've made all your selections, the draft can still, you know, once it's all on the computer, you know, check that waiver wire. See if there's anything you missed with your last pick. Be the first guy to make that waiver wire pick up. Yeah, no, I, 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 like, I like that call a lot. But I think one of the things also that's, um, I think, important for draft days, you know, there's a lot of different places to park your league. ESPN, CBS, Real Time Sports, there's Flea Flicker, there's My Fantasy League. Uh, name any others that you know out there off the top of your head? Those sound about like the, the run of the gamut to me. But make sure you've gone there, you've logged in early, you've created an account, you've put up your picture, you've made your profile, you've kind of prepared in that. You've. I'm not a big fan of like setting up some sort of pre-draft situation, but. You know, it's sometimes it's smart to like start putting some of the guys you know you love into your draft queue. Uh, don't go by that. You know, you're doing it real time and making the drafts and when you're on the clock. But if something lo and behold happens, it's not a bad idea to have a guy that you already wanted. And, and if you tie him out to have that guy get drafted, I think in general, just be prepared. Know the system. I remember last year on the uh, Pyro Pro League, one – the whole thing you had said about having a bunch of guys ready to go, I did, and all of them were kept getting taken because they were guys that were in our uh, bought our draft kits. I've talked about that at nauseum, so I won't go into that. But new, but more so, it was the first time I had ever. I, I got there kind of late. Um, 
I got to my buddy's house a little bit late. I was kind of doing two drafts at once, but I used the brand new system flea flicker. I had no friggin' idea. I didn't set up my queue. All of a sudden, I'm on the clock and I'm like, oh my god, wait, how, this is a new interface to me. And I was like a fish out of water. And it's just, it was par for the course that that would happen when I'm in our Pyro Pro League, where it's like, I'd never been to the system, never gone. I was, I was ill prepared. And don't do that, and I'll never, I'll never forget how pissed I was um, about just not knowing that system, and then going there and like being like, hey, where the, f-? you know, these sites, even my fantasy league, like, there's like a left navigation and a top main navigation. It's like to actually make your pick on a lot of these leagues, it's pretty confusing. I do user interfaces, and I've been doing this stuff forever. Maybe sometimes I'm just an old man, and I don't get, like, a Snapchat interface that's swipey-dipey and all this stuff. (laughs) But a lot of these interfaces are hard and convoluted to know where to find the players you want, put them into, you know, your draft queue, and say, I want to draft them. And, again, if you're under a clock and you're in one of those leagues – where, you, where you, it's a minute and a half to make a pick. I don't really like those. I don't like that kind of setup. I don't. I don't think it should be ten minutes. But I think a minute and a half is just too fast. There's too many things that you really want to pull through and, and kind of pull together. And, and, and a minute and a half is not long enough, in my opinion. I don't care what you got to do. How fast? If you got to get back to your kids and wife, fuck off. Figure it out. You can take five minutes, you can take three minutes, but a minute and a half is too fast. But know the system you're drafting on. If you've stayed on the same system and been on the same um, website for drafts, boards, and all that for your whole life, amen. You know it. You, you know the interface. You know the in, ins and outs of it. But if you're, if you're new to the system and you're new to the place that you're parking your league, test it out. Give it a little run. Know where you're clicking. Know what you're doing. Because it'll uh, really help you. And I, I know that a lot of people, myself included in certain situations, uh, get fucked over a little bit and make make uh, their drafts aren't as great as it could be just by being that guy. User error. Know how to use the tools. So that's a big thing for me. Uh, be familiar with the system and the draft board and the drafts process. On the uh, on, on and that goes that extends later. We'll go into another day, but that extends to waiver wires. Sometimes it can be convoluted, like multiple waiver wire things. We'll talk about that in that future show. But knowing the tools and being the best of the tools is only going to make your fantasy team better. Draft day and beyond. Yeah, I, I think we talked a lot about that last week, so yeah. I'm not going to yeah. add on there. So one of the things I really like to do, and it doesn't matter if I'm using a printout of a tier sheet. Or if I'm using, uh, you know, just my computer, whatever it may be. But I want to get there early and set up my space. Like I, I care, I, I, I don't care about getting there really early. But I need to get there early. I need to get a chair that I like. I need to, you know, find those computer hookups. I need, I, you know, I need to clean my space. I need to make sure there's very little around me. Um, you know, I need yep. to get away from other people. I, I, I want to, you know, sort of be in the corner by myself. You know, I if I need to be close to the washroom, or if I need to be close to the fridge for beer, 
you know, I'm gonna sit there and I'm gonna scout my location and I'm gonna spend a lot of time on it in my head when it's really just three seconds. But no, but I'm gonna consider so many different factors. No, man, I talked about that on the show. I love having my spot, catch dibs, get there early, set up your it's it's zen, man. You're trying to have yourself in a, in a state of mind where you are prepared on every level. So all you have to do is worry about every pick. Who's the best guy for me right now? And not there's no clutter. Yeah. White noise, the the, the the amount of white noise and, and clutter and sheet, sheet, extra sheet, sheet, yeah, sheet, sheet. sheets at different sites and having all these browser uh, tabs open so you can check stuff out and the, eliminate that. Eliminate all the noise, focus so that you're in a zen like uh, state of mind on your draft day. Um, so one of the things I also think that is important is um, is karma points. You know, I'm a, I'm a definitely a karmic kind of guy, and, and believe in I'm superstitious, and so on draft day I always want to do like something nice for somebody, whether it's holding the door open or if there's a you know a homeless guy on the side of the highway that's, that's, that wants some cash. I'll give them a couple bucks or give them a whole handful of change in my little media center uh, console of my car and just do something good for someone. Even if it's, you know, buying your girl some a nice breakfast or, um, you know, taking care of, taking care of business for her uh, in the morning, bringing her breakfast in bed, a little extra back rub. Hold on, I'm starting to get. I'm gonna take this thing into areas that I don't want to. But you guys know what I'm talking about. Like, just be good. Get good karma points. Get positivity running around you. Positive energy around your sphere. Get your chakras in line. However you want to do it. However that can be achieved, do it because it's only gonna. Uh, it's only gonna help you. Whether it's you're picking your draft slot right before you draft. Uh, whether it's uh, hoping that three of these guys come back in the next 15 picks uh, and getting one of those guys actually to come back. And I think just in general, in life I preach being good and being nice and doing good things for others, but I also can be very selfish and self-centered. And in this case, do good for others because you want something back in return. And uh, I'm all for it. Get some karma points. Do nice things. Um, except for the people in your league. Don't do anything nice for them. But, yeah, I think that, that goes a long way. What goes around comes around, people. Yeah. And, you know, just sort of going along with that. There's just so many different things you could do. And you could, you know, be good, you know, to people outside of the league. And then, you know, throw mad shade in the draft room. Um Throw those mistake bombs, throw whatever you need to do. But before that, before you start throwing shade, you know, if you know your draft slot in advance, think about trading it. If you don't want to draft at the beginning, if you want to draft at the end, be open to moving, trading out of that draft spot. Maybe, you know, if you have the first overall pick and you just want to get maybe an extra third, extra fifth, you think there's a valuable pick you could pick up an extra just round completely? Go for it. Or if you want to trade draft spots completely because you don't like drafting at the beginning, you'd rather draft towards the end. Um, you know, especially this year with wide receivers off the board early. If you're a running back guy, 
you know, consider you know, trading back a little bit. And that way you're getting your running back you want and a better value than that wide receiver you don't really want. You know, it's remember we talked about last week, it's important to draft players that you want and the players that you love. So use, you know, the ability to trade draft picks to your advantage. And if your league commissioner won't allow you to do that, ask him why the fuck not. Well, I like that. I think the players you love thing is important. On draft day, go after guys. If you're sitting there and there's a dude that you're drafting because he's awesome and he's he, but he, you're, he's not a player that you're a fan of, and there's another guy that's pretty awesome that might not be as great, but you'd rather watch him. And a lot, you know, it used to happen a lot. A lot of people you can you can benefit from this in fantasy basketball. First basketball reference of the night. I used to get Kobe Bryant every year, like in the middle of the late second round, because all of my Chicago boys hated Kobe because he's a Jordan poser and all these reasons. And I was just able to always get him. Like I don't give a, I like Kobe. Um, at the end of the day, players you love, if there's guys that are close and one guy you want to watch and one guy you actually enjoy, one guy you would wear his jersey at the stadium and the other guy you kind of despise and you've been ripping on for years, uh, go for the guy you love. Even if it's a little bit, even, even if you think that he's good, there's a, a, a 10 to 35 point uh, difference in in, how, in how, how that can work out for somebody. You know what I mean? So go get the guys in your team that you like. It's super important, and uh, I think it just makes the season more enjoyable and more fun for you when you're watching guys that you actually enjoy. Uh, one thing I would say also in, in draft day reasoning and, and things that you should be doing is in keeper leagues, I think it's important for even if you know far in advance, and this might be kind of a dickish move, but it's, you're doing anything you can to give yourself an advantage in strategy. In a keeper league, don't tell people who you're deciding to keep on your team until draft, right before the draft. Don't give a week ahead of time and say, oh, I'm keeping David Johnson, and who I drafted in the 16th last year, and I'm going to lose my 14th round pick for him this year. Don't let people know that beforehand because then all of a sudden maybe four other guys that could have been options and Allen Robinson, uh, you know, other players of that ilk, a Cam Newton or whoever, now they know that those guys are open and they're available. So in keeper leagues, and um, I think there's probably other ways for dynasty leaguers to do certain similar like-minded things. Don't play, don't show your hand until you have to. So I'm all about, like if, if last year in, in my keeper league, everyone was spitting out their keeper like a month in advance. And it's like, okay, that's good to know that that guy's going to be available for me. Why do that? Why not leave people guessing to the very end? Use that strategy. Use that advantage in your favor. So in keeper leagues, wait till the very last moment that you have to declare who your keeper is to declare that keeper. I agree. But also, if you're on the other side, you know who the keepers are. Write those down. And then, you know, even take a stab if you don't know who they are. But it's like, hey, this guy drafted Allen Robinson in the seventh round. That's probably going to be his keeper. Write that down, you know, make those, you know, educated guesses the best you can. For sure. And if you're wrong, at least you know, it's like, hey, he's got a choice between Allen Robinson and Sammy Watkins, both close value, whatever. 
I think I might be able to get one of the two. Great. At least you know that. Write those sort of options down. Make you know, make a little bit of a plan after that first round is technically gone, uh, and then just be able to attack the other rest of the way through it. Yeah, I think another thing as far as trades go on draft day, if you can do draft day trades, use those to your advantage. If you know a guy loves a player, has coveted a player, and you're sitting there in the 12th round and you're like, God damn, I don't really need this second quarterback, but I know this guy loves him and no one's going for quarterback, and if I grab him, he's going to be like, you fucking dick, and I'm going to be able to be like, all right, let's make some magic happen. Don't be scared to do that. Even if you have to... Kind of go over to him and be like, dude, I'm going to tell you right now, I'm going to grab your guy. Is there <laughs> anything we can pull off out of this? I don't really need him. I already have a quarterback. I know you like Russell fucking Wilson, who's a guy that I've traded in years past. He's going to go a lot higher this year than he has in the years past. But I literally would draft Russell Wilson just to trade him, like literally three out of the last four years, maybe two out of the last four years. Uh, but do that and set that up. If you can do dra- draft day trades... And you know, be smart. Like, sit there, do the Bill Belichick school of drafting and know a guy that loves him and sits there and he thinks he's going to pull him out of his hat and it's going to be this mid-round draft value. Go over and be like, yeah, I'm about to grab this guy. How, how can we work out a deal? He'll be like, you're a cock. I'm like, all right, but how can we work out a deal? <laughs> and if nothing happens, don't do it to screw your own team over. You know, don't, be, don't make the mistake of drafting someone that you're going to get anchored and stuck with. But at the end of the day, be smart. If you can do draft day trades, like you had mentioned earlier, with your draft slot, oh, I hate this guy, and I draft similar. I, I, I'm a two, and he's a three. I don't want to be. Dra- I don't want to be next to this guy every fu- before or after him every friggin' round in this draft. I want to be four people away from him. Trade down. If you got a guy that you're sitting there, and it's like, yeah, I could use this fifth wide receiver, or that second tight end, or this fourth running back or I know that this guy loves his player and that player in the tiers is having a major drop off use that to your advantage I think uh, you gotta be sly you got to you, got, you really gotta make moves you gotta make you gotta, you, gotta, you gotta put the situation in your favor and sometimes by doing that you've got to um, kind of get inside the heads and the brains of people that you know and love. Uh, but this is a this is a contact sport. We're out we're out to win it, in it to win it. Um, all right, another one we mentioned on the show last week, but I'll mention it again. And uh, I think that is, don't go by the ADP on the site that you're using. Uh, you're going to have in your draft board. The site is going to have a list of players. You're going to be able to look, list it by points last season. I think that's a smart view to look at just to know your, know your league, know your scoring. But then other people you can list by ADP. I don't think it's a smart idea to start like thinking and using this list that's set by the website and who they think is great. Be smart. Use your own tiers. Go with your gut. Go with your rankings. Go with your approach. Don't start drafting people off of the rankings that the experts of these websites who we told you earlier, Eisenberg from CBS, we did better than him at the player for the preseason player rankings. So CBS's player rankings versus Pyro's player rankings, you would have done better if you used ours. <laughs> if you're on Yahoo, who's Yahoo's guy? 
Do you remember off the top of your head? No. Um, Yahoo's guy, we did better than him. So just don't be the don't be the dude that sits there and drafts the best ADP in the draft board queue room on the website you're uh, you're drafting on. Um, wow, this might be a shorter show for us. I guess there's only so much you can talk about on the actual draft day. It's exciting. I guess I'm super excited. People are like, this is such this is the shortest heavy we had in a long time. What uh, about uh, what are your thoughts on talking? I mean, like, I'm are you, a big, are you a big talker? Are you? I'm a big talker leading up. Are you? Are you a shade thrower? No, are you no, a, no, no. Hey, that that pick sucks. <laughs> well, I do that, but less so because I'm the person that takes the picks. The people are like, "You're crazy to grab." I'm like, "We'll see you later. We'll talk later." And those are the guys that, that win me the championships. But I'm a shit talker and a sh- but not a shade thrower. I will definitely be like, "Oh, dude, that's a bad pick," and fuck with someone. Uh, like the dude that took Eddie Lacy with the number one overall in my oldest league, uh, Tenny Stegman. That was a shitty pick. Way to go, douche. Uh, but at the same time, what I like to do is talk leading up to the draft more and more <coughs> Excuse me, with guys. And you kind of just start talking. And you're like, so what are you thinking? And hopefully, what, what, who are you digging? And you just kind of start throwing and planting little like seeds to get, you know, deflect people in the wrong direction, and I'm all for that. Uh, and and certainly you know people that you, you actually are liable trade options for you, and in some cases, I think it benefits you to be honest with some of those people, you know, just to talk and be like, hey, I really like this dude, uh, well, who are, you, who are you really liking, and just kind of almost like, hey, let's, let's, let's maybe some point during the draft, we'll be able to help one another out. You know, it's, too, it's almost like insider trading uh, where, you know, someone might get you good, as I was mentioning before, but you can be you can be like, oh, man, I had two guys I'm really high on right here, and you can go and pull the guy at the side and be like, dude, what do you like? What are you thinking? Because I would like it. You take this guy and you're even, you're thinking, feeling good about a few other dudes, take this guy now, I'll do a two-player trade with you, you can call my next that's, you can call your next two picks and I'll take whatever. I do that shit all the time, and I think it, you got that's better. You got to be doing that in the teens. Uh, you know, if you're really high on a dude that you think any that anybody the dude you're talking to is like whatever, he's not going to be. If he's on my team, great. But obviously, I don't like this guy nearly as much as Newton does. Be a be a wheeler and a dealer. I'm all for it. What about you? You're. I, but I'm not a sh- I'm not a shade thrower too much. I'll say it's if a pick's bad, but <laughs> I don't try and I don't try and uh, I don't know. Maybe I do. I mean, sometimes it's, it just depends on the flow of the draft. I mean, of course, you know, abide by the rules of fantasy football. Don't mention players that aren't drafted yet. Cuss out people who do immediately. Be like, motherfucker, if you do this again, that. I will meet you outside. You know, I hate like, people. That especially are right after that pick. It's like, oh, I was debating between, uh, Uh, let's, I don't know, we gotta get Devontae Booker and uh, Keith Marshall. It's like, well, fuck you, guy. I was debating whooping your ass after this. Don't be that guy. That's actually, it's, it's, it's unacceptable to do that. If you're sitting there and talking about guys that aren't drafted, that are still on the board, and having discussions, or saying it was close to, that's just... Bad, bad form. That's uncouth. You can't do it. So don't be that guy. If a guy's still on the board, you can't be talking about uh, about him. 
It's just... No. It's bullshit. There's, there's other talks, like, don't have, be like... I mean, it's like, oh... Sometimes I won't even mention, it's like, oh, I'm kind of feeling this guy than anybody else ever. I mean, especially if it's late. If they know I like him, great. But I doubt that's a real thing. But, uh... I mean, there's just so many different things. But I just think there's a lot of different sort of things that we could tell fantasy commissioners and really help them have great draft days. So if we've got tips for commissioners to throw great draft parties, to do things like that, um, you know, if you guys have to pay your league fees day of the draft, make sure you have your fucking money. It's not that hard. Make sure you have the exact change. If your league's $125, yeah. you know, make sure you have $125. Don't show $150 expecting change. And, you know, yeah, you probably get it, but you're still a dick for, you know, sticking it to that guy. Um, I think that's a great point. Come to the money with – come to your draft with the money. You know, just, just, just be the right – do the right thing. Come with your check. Or if you're doing it over PayPal, or somebody wants you to do Chase Pay, whatever, whatever the deal is, if it's cash, great. Whatever the deal is, be the guy that comes with the money. Don't be the guy that doesn't, because again, karma, karma can get you in the ass, and it's just, it's it's unfair to have the guy that did all the work and went, wins it all to have to track your ass down. Just bring the money. Be done. Don't be the dude that, that, that doesn't. Another great tip for fantasy owners is. Making sort of a contact spreadsheet. If everybody doesn't know each other, if everybody doesn't have each other's phone numbers, you know, sort of provide that, you know, a printout or whatever it may be, so that guys can, you know, talk after the draft, make trades, uh, and just have great, you know, grow their connection for whatever purpose. But, you know, trading is going to be an important aspect of in season management. How are they supposed to do that if you know there's no great medium for to do it? I mean, maybe they'd be able to use Facebook these days, but not everybody's there. Or you know, you gotta follow each other on Twitter to slide into those DMs. Uh, you know, there's just the some... worst thing ever is when you get a thread on text message with the whole league, and just like it just blow. I gotta, <coughs> I gotta turn off conversations all the time in my one league. It's like, they're just nuts. It turns into Cubs. It turns into Bears. It turns into fantasy football. Vetoing arguments. And it's just like, dude, I got not, I don't have this kind of time to be a part of this conversation. I am out. One thing I like to do uh, also is, 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 as far as beer in my Valverdes is bringing a bunch of beer, my first stringer beer, but bring an extra beer because people like beer I drink and people like beer that you drink. And having a stash or a supply for the D-bag that didn't bring enough beer so that all of a sudden he's not drinking into my beer. Now, I like to bring I like to bring enough so there's like, yeah, oh, I need a beer. Yeah, grab one of my, grab one of my uh, second stringers, keep your meat hooks off my first stringers, and I actually bring my own cooler. I like to bring my own cooler filled with some shit. That's a good tip. Yeah, right I got there. some got some water. Slide so, it right yeah, underneath the chair. Right next to you. It's like because you know how it is. After all the food that's in there, you're now all of a sudden there's not enough room for the beer. Your your beer is like laying on eggs. It's sitting there in the salami and uh, and turkey drawer, and it's just it's a mess. 
bring your own nice little cooler, a personal one, and uh, have your ice going. Be just ready to go. You've got your own little world. If you think of it, I'm not a doomsdayer, but if the if the world was about to just uh, stop on a dime, you're just so hyper prepared, uh, and no one can kind of mess with your uh, your feng shui. Yeah, I just think there's you know all of those different aspects, but it's so important for the commissioner to be the leader of the group on draft day and just making sure everything's clear. But and, I, here's the thing about that. That's the reason why I'm not a commissioner in any league. So, because that puts extra, so the commissioner's in the league, puts yeah. extra pressure on that guy for drafting, and I feel bad for that guy, and that's kind of why I'm selfish in these leagues. I'm not, I don't do the commissioner, because now all of a sudden I got to worry about this stuff. And on the flip side, um, I just, in, in general, it's like, when there is all this, like, argument over a new rule, Argument when you're making rules before a draft, and it's like you wait until right before the draft starts, and you're making up new rules, which is kind of BS. I sort of hate that. I hate that because now all of a sudden there's the the playing fields changed. But when there's all this commotion going, like I talked about the sites down, or one of these guys is late, as usual, there's always the one dude that's always friggin' late. Dogmatica um, <laughs> that that holds up the drafts by some by a super long time. There's always there's always people that do the same stuff. They don't call you're the guy that's not at the draft. You're calling him and trying to get him on on Skype or on a FaceTime or just on the phone, but nothing's happening. You're like left messages and you're like, does the guy know the drafts right now? In general, when that kind of commotion is happening around you. And this is one of my biggest things. I'm in one league with, where I have a partner, and he gets so worked up with these things. And I just sit there. I'm like his psychiatrist. I'm like, Maltz, let everybody else get fired up. Let ev- look, I'm like, look around. Look around. Look at the commotion. Look at how everyone's getting fr- frustrated. And I'm just sitting there super chill. And I'm not a chill guy, but I'm just super chill. And I'm like, Maltz. Let these guys fight it out. Let these guys drive themselves batty. Let these guys focus themselves on anything but the draft. Just nothing you say right now is going to change the uh, the spectrum of what's going on. So I'm just all about let other people have the pandemonium. Let other people let their blood pressure roll. Let other people just get caught up into the fury and all that. Just be the calm, cool, collected. Be the steady force. I'm just reiterating this. This is preparation. Have that equilibrium and it's just going to pay off, man. You're just, all you're worried about is boom, dark throne. Who's my next pick? Boom. All right, next pick. Instead of having all this other commotion and, and white noise in your in your mind. Yeah, but just going along with that, try to have your rules set up, you know, well in advance of the draft. If you want to do changing of the rules, sort of get that done before, uh, you know, before draft day, a couple weeks before, so the guys have time to mock. Just make sure it's clear. If you have to do it through text messages, that's fine. But if you can find a way to have a rules committee or something along those lines to where you can sort of tentatively approve new rules of four or five owners, that makes the job so much easier. Um, You know, if you can't suddenly day of change it to a keeper league for next season and things along those lines, I mean, I guess you could, but don't try doing it after the draft, you know, things like that. 
Uh, there's just so many bad things that commissioners can slide in and try to sneakily pull off for their own uh, little been, vendettas. I've been in leagues, and there's certain people that have big influence other over other people in the league. They're kind of the big guy, kind of a little, little bit of a bully, or really kind of just like you, you, certain people you gotta you gotta please. And I've been in leagues where it's like all of a sudden. We just totally changed the scoring system for our tight end because of uh, one of the guys that's kind of a, a one of the, the leaders and uh, of, of a lot of people in the league, and then all of a sudden it changes, and then lo and behold, that guy knew all along he was going to pull that off, and he goes super high on a, on a tight end, and you're just like, wait, that's just kind of bogus. Um, so. In general, I don't know if you got anything else you want to throw out other than a bell, bell. I mean, do you have a spot you're looking to draft from this year? Do you have a desired draft slot? You might be in front, back, middle. Uh, I loved what me and Mo were able to do out of that four slot in our mock draft the other day. We were able to get... You know, one of those, you're able to get that running back. Maybe a running back goes early like a Gurley or a um, Le'Veon now. It's a different story. But um, you, so you can get an Adrian Peterson if you want it there. Or maybe you get an OD, uh, ODBJ or a maybe Julio Falls. And if that happens, then on the way back, I, I really liked that. But um, in all honesty, that's why I'm going to be mocking. You know, that's why I'm going to keep on mocking. So... Uh, we talked about it on the previous show and on many shows in, in general. It's like mock from all the different slots just so that you've been there before. Uh, but yeah, I think I like that. I like that kind of like earlier side of the draft um, because when you get later, I feel like in kind of like what your mock draft was, then you're doing that. You're doing the Allen Robinson, DeAndre Hopkins. And I'm not saying I don't like that, but. I like that a lot. <laughs> you do? Is that is that is that, is that your is that your thing? Like, do you love having those kind of tier two wide receivers in those first two spots later on? Yeah, especially with sort of those, you know, the suspensions recently and stuff like that. It makes it hard to, you know, get the values at the end of the second round where, you know, before Jamal Charles was going, you know, at the end of the second round. Now he's moved up. You know, closer to the middle of the second round, and so if you get too far out from the sixth pick or the seventh pick, you're looking at guys like Mark Ingram in, in your second round, and it's like, I don't really like that. Brandon Cooks, who you might like a little better, but I don't think he's a second rounder. And, I, I agree. And there's just like, I don't think Ingram's a second rounder. Exactly, but he is. I mean, I know. But if he's the last pick in the second round, I'm not too mad about it. But if he's, you know, middle of the second round, it's like, oh, that's rough. Um, and then there's, you know, I, I like being a little bit towards the back just because, you know, I don't like being – I want to have the options of going wide receiver or running back. And I feel like if you're picking early in drafts, you're almost, you know, forcing yourself into going wide receiver this year. Um or else you're potentially leaving some value on the table. Well, here's what I'll say. I'll just do a quick overview of that team that we drafted from the, the four slot. And it was a mock draft that we did on Fantasy Pros. Uh, it's a 12-man league, and we were the four slot. We got Odell Beckham, 
because um, David John it went Brown Jones and then David Johnson, and you can listen to this Pyro Podcast Light. Um, it is episode forty. Uh, D Rex and Mo do a mock draft, but I'll, I'll just quickly go through it, the reason why I liked it. So I did get we got Brandon Cooks. That was our second pick, like you had mentioned. Um, so then our third pick, Sammy Watkins. Okay, so then our fourth pick was Ryan Matthews, who now is there's some bad mojo. That was Mo really wanted him. I, I kind of wanted some other guys, but it's all good. Dante Moncrief was our fifth round pick. So we got four wide receivers out of our first five picks. But then l- listen to this: round six, we got Matt Jones. Round seven, Frank Gore. Round eight, Jonathan Stewart. Round nine, Charles Sims. Like. Wow, we went four out of our first five picks for wide receivers. But after that, we just went four in a row running backs. And that's after having Ryan Matthews. That's just deep. I mean, I could. can you imagine having that running back crew? I loved it. So we went Cousins. Then we went with the Gates. Devontae Booker, Clive Walford. You, you get the message. But in general, I was really happy with that. I know Cooks in the second round isn't all that sexy, but I'm still pretty high on him. Uh, I don't know. I, I, I think I, I feel better with uh, with the OBJ and the Cooks than I do with an Allen Hearns and a uh, and a uh, just with what I'm going to be able to get with that third pick and a uh, Allen Robinson. Uh, I got you. I got you. Not Hearns. Uh, DeAndre and Allen Robinson. So uh, yeah, I, I can see that. I'm a little but... worried about some of the drop off on both those guys, to be honest. Yeah, I have very little concerns there, but uh. The... One of the things I want to mention, though, is you said, you know, don't use the ADP. Also, remember that ADP doesn't mean shit in most of your home leagues. I mean, just know that ADP is like a two, two to three round range in your home leagues. You know, quarterbacks might go earlier in your home leagues and... You know, you might have to wait. You might be able to wait a little bit more on kickers and defense, or you might have to go earlier on them. Yeah. It's a range, so you can't use that as the gospel. Um, and people are gonna do stuff in your drafts that is sort of you might find crazy. Yeah. But that's their prerogative to do, and you can't really blame. It. It's like, oh, I really wanted Dante Moncrief, but I wasn't willing to take him in the third round. Well, apparently you needed to be willing to take them in the third round if you wanted them in your home league. Well, I think that's a great point. It goes back to players you love. But I think draft day, don't be scared. Home league, any league, ADP, don't be scared to go after the guys you want. If you covet a guy, whether you love him or not, but as far as on your tiers, as far as in your mind, what you think they're going to be able to do for the upcoming season, don't be scared about the reaction from anybody else, go out and get them. Because we know in the drafts we've done, in the drafts, in the mock, when you do kind of hold back, and whenever there's times when I would say to you in some of these expert leagues we've been drafting, like, oh, that guy's going to come back. Literally within two picks. If you said that to me, or I said that to you, the guy was picked in two picks. Almost every time. Remember? And we'd be like, and you'd be like, no, that guy's going to come back. I'm like, no way. And then he's taken, and vice versa. I'm like, that guy's going to come back. You're nuts. That guy's picked within three picks. And we'd be like, okay, we're both right. But that's why if you like him, jump on him. And if somebody thinks you jumped and went too early on a dude and you you overdrafted him, that's their prerogative. There ain't no right. We'll revisit this at the end of the season and find out who scored more points. Your guy that you think or my guy. And, uh, you know, you just got to take chances. You got to be willing to risk. 
you got to be willing to do what you got to do for you and not worry about what other people say. If you, you know, if, if you don't take chances in life and in drafts, you, sometimes it can blow up on you, but it, when it, when it explodes for you, it's a great time. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. Well, I was drinking today, just I had a, it's a shorter show, so I really only had uh, two beers-ish, but I'm drinking Bell's Two Hearted Ale, great, great American Pale Ale. Uh, I was actually at their brewery last month, and uh, it's a pretty cool spot out there in Kalamazoo, Michigan. Um, so, was loving that beer, good times all around. The music we are listening to is uh, an old favorite of mine, great, great uh, band, great album, it's The Walkmen. And the album that I love, I think it's, I don't know if it's their first, it's not the first album, but it's the album that really broke them. Uh, from 2004, it's Bow, Bows and Arrows. God, that album's good. From start to finish, just a ballsy, ballsy album. First song, the opener was Little House of Savages. And uh, we're going to close out with uh, Thinking of a Dream I Had. But if you haven't checked out The Walkman, please do it. They've got a number of great albums. This one's probably their best one. You got anything else uh, you want to you throw out there for draft day? Not that I can think of, unfortunately. How many drafts uh, are, are, are you uh, going to have this year? That's a good question. I'm not sure yet. Uh, might just be one or two outside of these couple expert leagues we've already done. Um, but I'm open to opening up some more, potentially. I don't know. I'm, you're, you're, I'm flip-flopping. I don't know. You're doing how many? You've been doing some MFL 10s? Yeah, I'm probably about 10 MFL 10s deep now. So, going to invest a little bit of coin there and see what happens. Been, wow. Been doing those since they opened, though. So, Is yeah. there anything, is there any sort of draft? day strategy I know that's a lot easier and just a little more kind of like you do a ton of them but is there any advice you got for MFL 10 people that you like to do I always because I do so many I always need to remember to check my roster for that league because if you're in 10 different slow drafts and you're like oh this guy's this guy's great value it's like does it matter if you're not getting the, you know a position of need you know a little bit later in the draft and you're just like oh it's like if I lose out on this tight end I'm screwed you know but you know you, you check your roster and it's like oh I got two already I mean I'll, I'll be okay but yeah I have to go in and physically look at my roster for every single one before I make my pick but it's a slow draft so you have a lot more time. I like to pre-draft some selections when, you know, it's a couple guys, but other times I really don't like to pre-draft. I like to, I like to feel the power of making the pick, and that's just, you know, live and then seeing it come through. Yeah, me too. Um, and then pre-drafting, I feel like you can miss out on value if you don't check enough. Um, if you just do it all through pre-draft, you'll be like, oh, well, that sucks. But, uh, One of the things that I'm that I, I'm not a big MFL guy. I think I've done two in my life, um, and none so far this year. I'll probably do a couple of them. But like Stevie Johnson went down today. He's gonna have surgery, and on Twitter, a guy's like, "I've got 13 shares across my MFL tens of Stevie Johnson." So I think one thing is what you know. Be careful about in all if you're doing a ton of those things. Be careful about having the same team and everyone because 
it's kind of a house of cards. If you have the same players across all these different MFLs and a few of them uh, get injured or suspended or things happen, then you're kind of completely taking a brick out of your team across the board, you know? Yeah, diversify your lineups. I mean, if you have maybe, if you're doing 10 and you always seem to get the 8th pick or whatever, and you're choosing between DeAndre Hopkins and Dez, say, for example, and, you know, five times you've gone DeAndre, there's a couple times you got to go Dez. There's a couple times you got to go Allen Robinson. Just to provide yourself with some, you know, diversification and security. It's sort of like a, it's a portfolio Stock of fantasy portfolio. players. Stock portfolio. For sure. Well, I think in general, uh, you know, we didn't do much on this show. Uh, mostly because I'm not a big auction league guy. I'm not in any, so I don't want to sit here and pretend like I'm an expert. I know Houdini does a number of them, so you know what we were talking about on draft day today was really kind of um, you know more on your standard redraft type of style league, which I think is fine. Uh, I think that's what most people are doing. I think we do we cover auctioning enough uh, in our podcasts over the course of the preseason and, and leading up to drafts. We'll make sure that uh, maybe what I talk about with Houdini on the show we record on Thursday, maybe I'll make sure he brings up some tips that he's got for auctioning so that anybody that's listening right now, it's like, oh man, I'm in an auction league and I feel like nothing was brought up in that uh, regard. We got you. Don't worry. uh, You can go back and listen to our league show. We talked uh, leagues galore, I believe it was, show 239. Yeah, 240, something like that. But basically that talks about all different kinds of leagues and Houdini had a nice little ramble on uh, some different strategies, whether to take, you know, scrubs and duds, stuff along that lines. But there... So, 233. That was... What? At, yeah, two, really? 233. So was leagues galore, all types of leagues. That was... Our last show was the Art of the Draft. This show is going to be is draft day. And then the one before that, 233, was uh, was leagues galore. Gotcha. But, uh, yeah, I mean, just a lot of these tips are more about things to do to get yourself prepared. Prepare, for yeah, your, your, your state of mind. Your state of mind and not really the actual draft strategy going in in first round, how to do it second round, because there is no correct draft strategy. It's all about, you know, making a team – that's going to, you know, be well balanced, deep, and s- survive the test of time. Draft the best player available. Go in, have some some preconceived guys that you know you want to make up and construct your team. I, we think that's important. But I agree with you that this show is is more about how to handle yourself and be prepared. Um, leading into your draft day, it's it's it's. it's it's more of a background than how Belichick has his players preparing for a team each week leading up as more opposed to the game plan. Uh, so, and we talk about the game plan and strategy within uh, like crazy, as you guys know. So, I think we'll, we'll shut this party down. As I said, we're going to close uh, out the show with uh, Thinking of a Dream I Had. Another great show, um, uh, a great song. Great show. Awesome to talk to you. This is a, a nice shorty for us, but we uh, are going to be recording another one this week, and uh, we'll get we'll get you more goo. So, draft day, important, but last thing I'll say is last year's draft day, my first pick with the eighth overall, Le'Veon Bell, 
on the route way back. This is only a 10-team league, so on the way back, I got um, with the 13th pick, I took Des Bryant. That was my first two picks. Won the championship. Obviously, we know that collectively between those two guys, I think they played about six games, maybe seven, but they were both injured the whole time. They were both, it was, it was rough. So draft is important. Getting your, your mindset so that you can have a great draft is important because the later rounds and some of the great things like Cam Newton in the 14th are the things that won the league for me. But just in general, don't put so much in on your first two rounds because that's not where the championships are won. The championships, in my mind, truly are won in the 7, 8, 9, 10, 11 picks. Uh, but in general, in the teens, picking up that value, getting that ROI on your ADP, uh, that's what it's all about. Um, it's, it's important, but don't put so much stock in your first two picks. Yeah, I couldn't agree with that more. All right. Pyros, we love you. Check out Pyro Pro. As I said earlier, pick up our draft kit. Pyro Pro, we've been getting a bunch of people jumping on board. It's been friggin' awesome. We appreciate it. As you'll notice, we have turned on a paywall on a lot of our content. We are taking our next step towards, um, you know, really turning this into a, a business that we can run and manage every day. And we're brought on uh, even more talents. We've got another guy uh, on board, uh, Pyro Data. Um, and we got some exciting announcements happening uh, later on in the week for a new piece of content that's going to be associated with our player rankings. If you're listening to this show and you haven't done so already, subscribe to us on iTunes. If you're more of an Android person, Stitcher, Spreaker, you can do us there. We're on Google Play. Uh, give us a review on any of those. Give us a follow. Give us some love. Tell a friend of yours in the family that's not in the league about us. Tell someone that you work with about us that you don't have to compete with. We understand you want us for yourself and uh, up your back uh, in your back pocket. So you're not going to tell other people about us. But that doesn't mean you can't help us spread the goo and spread the word and spread the fire. Because the only way we're going to be able to turn this into a full-time deal is if more and more people know about us. And our goal and with this journey that we started a long time ago is to be a household name. We feel like we're one of the few brands, truly a brand, of fantasy football out there. Um, and we just, we just keep on working our bells off day and night, weekdays and weekends to deliver the best product that we possibly can. And uh, I hope you guys see that and respect it. We love you for listening to us. Uh, good luck. Fire it up. If you're new to us, check out our old shows. Join Pyro Pro. You can ask us questions. You can get all our news feeds. You can follow 100 players. You just get all. You can do so many different things. It's, it, it's friggin' awesome. The resource toolbox is off the chart. But in general, when you can ask us, me, Stags, Houdini, um, or Pyromaniac Mo a direct question, and we'll respond to you, whether it's about trade, whether it's about drafting, whether it's about um, you know a pickup, whether it's about a lineup decision, whatever you may be, you can give us uh, a question and we'll get back to you. That is worth its weight in gold on its own. Pick it all up. We love you. Outs. Let's do this. This is going to be thinking about a dream I had.
With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.